Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I want winners. I want people that want to win. All right, we're back with We Want Winners. Rod and I are here. And Rod was watching this game. And I was thinking, what hip hop analogy on the 50th anniversary of hip hop <laughs> could I come up with to describe what I was watching, especially in the first half? The Niners were a little sleepy in the beginning. Do, what, what was the name of Dougie Fresh's crew? To get fresh crew? This was a get fresh game to me. This was the Dougie Fresh game. Let's reset. We had a bad week last week against a great team. And as you, as everyone saw, the Ravens beat the crap out of the Dolphins today. And so we needed to get fresh. We were dealing with injuries, play a clean game. Let's go into Washington. Obviously, Washington's not a good team. And let's get out of there unscathed. Though I didn't see the injury report, so I don't know if we were completely unscathed. But that's kind of what they did. A very sort of business-like, workman-like effort. They didn't put 50 on the on the commanders like I'm sure some fans would have liked to see. But, you know, 27 to 10 and it was a little close in the first half. But I sort of figured if you win the time of possession, the, their defense will get tired in the end. And then the Niners will win by double digits, <clears throat> which is what happened. But I know there's probably some uneasiness in the first half of this game for some folks because the Niners were a little sleepy in the beginning. What was your overall take on uh, today's game? Well, first off, I mean, that I've been betting for 30 years, and anybody who bets knows that West Coast to East Coast <laughs> 10 o'clock game, it's a real thing. I mean, it is, it is you know, these dudes coming from the West Coast, getting up, you know, playing a game at 10 o'clock in the morning, their time. And I know at this point in time, they practice, I'm sure they practiced, early all week and whatnot but still it is it is documented that west coast teams have a hard time with that um with that trip that said which i mean i i say that to explain kind of the sleepiness but literally probably but but um yeah it was just real workmanlike i mean it would it was never really um, I I never at any point I felt like the commandos were were gonna like beat us. I mean, it it was basically name the score. Um, it seemed to me, um, Christian that was kind of interesting. Um, I guess he tweaked something. Um, so that that kind of bears watching. But it was um, a Mitchell calf, was, right? Yeah, I think that's what they said. Um, I actually wasn't really listening. I wasn't listening. I was watching the game, but the sound was down, so I couldn't really. I didn't hear um, much of the the commentary. Um, but 
Mitchell looked good. Um, it was it was a it was just a good workmanlike win. Like you see, coming off of last week, um, it's exactly what we needed. We needed to just go out there and thump somebody, and I felt like we did. I thought that um, we we controlled the game, which was all you could ask for. Um, Brock came back and looked good. Um, I mean, it wasn't his flashy, his flashiest performance yeah. of the season by any means, but it was a nice bounce back. Um, it was good. I, I it was. I, I don't really have, you know, as we'll see throughout this show, I don't really have any real negative things, anything I can really say negative about our performance. It was just a good workmanlike performance. <clears throat> I think I think the one thing, and this has a lot to do with missing Eric Armstead. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr. looked awesome today. He looked like a beast. I, I don't imagine he's looked like a beast against every team. Though the Niners have struggled with a, a, a specific type of running back sometimes this year. Mm-hmm. But th- I think that was kind of the biggest deal to me. You saw some sloppiness in the first half as well with the missed tackles, and you're kind of like wondering, like, uh-oh, here we go again. But the offense, I think, in the second half, long drives, uh, then they were able to play off of the interception, uh, the first interception, and that seemed to really inspire the the, the team. And so those things, I, you know, they're ultimately, you know, if you compare those rosters talent for talent, Fortnite's are clearly the more talented team. So much so that on the 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 little graphic that I created for the stream, I put Jacoby Brissett on it because I just assumed that he was starting and I didn't even realize Sam Howell was starting until my dad told me earlier. I was like, whoops, that shows you how, you know, you know, it's it's the holidays. I wasn't following everything as closely as I normally do. But you and me. Oh, um, <laughs> I I didn't I I completely missed the the whole injury thing. Yeah. Um. Because Sam Howell has not been good. And he wasn't very good today, honestly. Um. But yeah. So yeah. I it was a shock that to see him out there and the reason because uh, he hasn't finished the game. I know he's been like pulled like two of the last three weeks. So yeah, he just hasn't been playing well. And those guys really, you know, it is really is one, two, three Cancun for them. And, you know, it's kind of weird to hear like Ron Rivera talking like it's over, which I mean, obviously it is, but you know, you know, for a coach to acknowledge that this is probably it is, is kind of wild. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I, I think if you if you want to come away with, hey, we you know it's it's more of like uh, we went all the way to the East Coast, and it looks like you know well yeah I actually you're right about Christian I I, I just assumed that it was more uh, just making sure with him uh, he had the little kinesiology tape on his calf and uh, my wife who in in college when she was at Colgate, she was like uh, one of the one of the trainers for um, I I don't I don't I, it's probably multiple sports and she said, you know it has been many many years since since I was actually doing any athletic training. I've never seen 
tape on a calf before so this must be yeah, kind of so, weird. some some mm-hmm. new thing it was mm-hmm. so and, that, and that's why like i just assumed if he if he really had like a strain or a pull you know he's probably not jumping up and down on the sideline so i was i was thinking maybe it's a it's a it's a cramp or you know maybe he had a little bit of a uh, uh, of like a Charlie horse or something. So that's my hope. But then again, you know, we'll see. I'm sure I, I, uh, I didn't watch the, uh, I didn't watch the actual press conference after. So I don't know if Shanahan even talked about him. So hopefully somebody in the chat, AKA Shelvin, uh, our third man in the booth can, can give us some information if he did see it. Uh, okay. So let's actually talk about what, what really came out of this game which is that the 49ers clinched the first round seed in the NFC. Did you get to see any of this end of the game with Arizona and Philadelphia? It was crazy. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, those dudes are really leaking oil. I mean, it's at this point. um, Now you're starting to hear the rumblings about stuff going on in the locker room, which is you just, you know, you, you can always, be assured that if things are if they're going the way they're going in Philadelphia, they're with a team that is so as talented as they are, there's something else that is happening in the background. So it's gonna be interesting as this thing it looks like it is um it is already crashed and burned. Yeah. Um so yeah it's gonna be interesting to see the fallout there. But yeah, I mean I, I think I saw something or on the way just before I, I was getting disconnected that it, they could end up like the fifth seed. I think <laughs> if Dallas wins next week, they win the division. That's crazy. That is crazy. But yeah, that's again, but um on the flip side, it's not unheard of that, you know, the Super Bowl teams like that I was Bill Simmons was talking about that this week, the odds on neither Super Bowl team from last year winning a playoff game. And I mean, the, the odds are like pretty, you get pretty good odds on that bet. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's real interesting. So I, I sort of, uh, you know, I kind of think about it from a basketball perspective because, you know, Pat Riley always used to warn against it. He's like, when teams actually have some success uh, it becomes more individual, and that's that's what you have to prepare against. You know, all of a sudden, and this is in basketball terms, he would say, all of a sudden, you know, the 11th guy on the bench is, has the local car commercial now. He called it the, I think he he, he called it the disease, disease of, of me. is it of me or of more? This has been debated. Mm-hmm. I, I always, yeah, always I forget when I look it up. And, you know, it sucks for the Eagles. It doesn't suck for us because I, you know, I think last mm-hmm. year's Eagles team was, was tremendous. But whatever, whatever it is, uh, if it is that, they didn't even win the Super Bowl last year. So, right. you know, you would have thought that that would have made them even hungrier to come back and and be even better. They They did have a lot of changes. They lost coaches. They lost players, you know, including one of those guys who is now on our team. So it's got to be tough in this day and age, especially with salary cap and everything. But I was just, you know, I was ha- I'm happy that they're not the killer that I thought that they were going to be. But it just is surprising that they, you know, how do you lose? You're at home. Arizona has three wins, 
and they come in and they just go up and down the field. And we know how tough Kyler is because we've seen it, you know, with us, but still like that's a game where if they are a meaningful football team, you know, they take care of business kind of like what the Niners did today. So I'm just I'm kind of flabbergasted at that effort. Yeah. And I have not really followed what's going on there, but I don't know why the analogy I hit me sometime in October. Um, I don't know any, any of our um, listeners, they're UFC fans, but it just reminded me of, there's a fighter named Dominic Reyes and he gave mm-hmm. John Jones a really good fight and he started calling himself the uncrowned champ. And, you know, and, and that, that was the, the, um, the, the sentiment was that he beat John Jones and he was next. Well, he like subsequently went on to lose like three of his next four <laughs> fights. Like he, it, but it, it, it was almost like he felt like he was the champ. And, yeah. you know, it's just, I don't know. I, and again, I'm not saying that that is what's happening with them, but, you know, they got a lot of props for how well they played in that Super Bowl. And yeah. like you say, they didn't even win it, but there was a consensus that they were on the come. You know, yeah. what um, Hertz got his money. Um, yeah, so... You know, they they like you said, they lost Hargrave, but they're stacked. I mean, they they were able to steal um Jalen Carter with the ninth pick, and it looks like he's gonna be a perennial all pro. Like, you know, they got all those Georgia guys. It's just, they have a really they have a lot of talent, but it has not seemed to coalesce this year um towards them taking the next step. Hell, like 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 Simmons says, he didn't, they might not even win a playoff game. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that goes. It, it's got to, it has to feel good for Gannon to go back there and beat them. Um, you know, it, on in his first job, I'm I'm sure it doesn't. You know, they, that's like their fourth win. So I mean, obviously, it doesn't make their season, but um. They have been a plucky squad. You know, I thought they would be competing for, I'm talking about the Cardinals. I thought they'd be competing for the last pick or and tanking kind of, but they have been in a lot of games and um, they beat both the Cowboys and the Eagles this year. Um, I guess this was their third win. And they were like, you know, two of their, or fourth win, two of their four wins are against the, the top two teams in their division. So things are looking up. For or not in their division. I'm sorry. That's that you're talking about going way back with the Cardinals <laughs> in, in when they when they were the Phoenix Cardinals. <laughs> but you know Neil Neil Lomax, you just had gave me Neil Lomax. Oh my there. goodness. Yeah. But yeah, so um arrows up for the Cardinals, and it, it looks like Kyler has found that they're not gonna try to trade him in. Um yeah, what I don't want to have happen there in, in Arizona is um, my man from Ohio State to end up there. That would that would really suck for us. Marvin Harrison Jr. I I yeah, I don't want him to be me a car. I don't want to see him twice a year for the next 10 years. So yeah, keep on winning, Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I guess the the Bears, they got the number one pick, and then whatever their pick turns out to be, because Carolina 
after uh, oh. making that trade last year. They beat they they get the, the they were the worst team in the league. So what a terrible scenario that is, man. <laughs> God, I can't even imagine. Yeah, and you know, and again, I'm not. You know, I I guess I've mentioned Bill Simmons like three times already, but I'm in the same boat with him. I'm not ready to say that, you know, I'm out on Bryce Young, but it does, you know, early returns say that they picked the wrong quarterback. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I mean, you know, like you said, it's it's early, but it's like just you just look at how both of those guys look on a football field behind center with you know, being the leader uh, of their teams. And it's like, yikes, that was, yeah. uh, it's kind of that, that whole thing. Like all these people get paid so much money to scout these guys. All these people get paid so much money to talk about these guys. And I don't know that, that, that seems like uh it still seems like a coin flip in some, in some situations. Good for D'Amico, man. Cause he got his guy who was Anderson and got his quarterback. That's crazy. That's good for him. That's a, you know, two really good building blocks. They're another team that, um, has, you know, it's like they, they are a playoff team. And I know you didn't have many people who had that on their bingo card for this season. So it looks like they are ahead of schedule as well, which, you know, I know this is not Texan talk, but it, it he's Niner adjacent to yeah. all those teams. Man. I, I really do. I do. I root for, I, I call them Niners Southwest and the Dolphins are Niners Southeast and, it's kind of hard Jet. to root for the Jets, though. Yeah, but still, I I, I do. I root for. I, I guess I don't root for the Jets, but I I do want Salah to do well. Yeah, Joe, um, the second that Aaron Rodgers went on that team, I was kind of like, <laughs> ah, this just made them a little icky to me. And actually, but for me, I I was hoping because I want. I I really just I want Salah to do well, and if that's yeah. what it takes, you know, he's he's built a really good defense there. And um, and their, their, their offense stinks. <laughs> so, but yeah, I guess enough. Let's back to the Niners. Yeah. Uh, what, did you, what did you think? Uh, was there anything that stuck out to you defensively? Uh, I think the pass rush was 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 good. It wasn't great, but you you could tell for the most part, Howell was probably making decisions a little bit earlier than he wanted to. And sometimes they they were like decisions based on ghosts. Cause I Mm -hmm. I think he sort of felt the pressure that may not have even been really there. But uh, it was constant pressure. That's, that was what it was. But you could just see the pocket consistency Mm -hmm. closing around him. And, and so I really like seeing that, you know, the, it, it, it's it's kind of crazy because I don't know if it's Fred. Like we've talked about Fred as kind of like our defensive MVP, and you know every time we're talking about MVP, like he's there. But he's also been like just a step away in some instances, and and so there was a little bit of that today, and you saw a lot of of, of Dre like in full sprint, like the back of his jersey, like having to close on guys, so. I'm, you know, I, I don't have obviously the the tape to watch to see where any breakdowns were, but there were some moments where I was like, huh, like, you know, 
Washington was doing good stuff, and I'm sure it was based on their front five being able to push around our front five a little bit. And the linebackers were in in spots where they weren't there to make the play. So I just assume that, you know, people watch kind of how Baltimore attacked the 49ers last week, and there's going to be a little bit of that. And, you know, maybe Washington took a little bit of that and, and sort of figured some things out. And uh, But there was some space for those, the the Brian Robinson. I thought Robinson looked looked great. And there was some space for him, but you know they don't have the the receiving weapons to to do a lot because I think if they did, that would have been a little bit of a tougher game. We got the two interceptions. Uh, Mooney was there with that great pick, and and uh, Demo had one. He almost had a second one, uh, and he missed. I think he missed another one. Right? Didn't mm-hmm. he miss one where he looked like he was going to try to break for the end zone before he caught it? Mm-hmm. So those guys were there in spots, but there there was also a couple of opportunities I thought where. I was like, ah, oh, like, you know, they could have got beat on this play. And they did. I think, who was it? Curtis Samuel? Did he he get a long pass or something mm-hmm. that? But ultimately, they just didn't have the weapons to get it done. And uh, I think it was, I think the Niners defense worked the way that you like to say that it works, which is it's based on, you know, the front five getting pressure and and the man-to-man coverage not having to really cover for for too long. And you put those things together and, and, and you get some good outcomes. I saw what you saw in that there were opportunities for them. And, it you know, as crazy as it sounds, I know it sounds really crazy, but there were times when I was like, ooh, I'm sure glad Brissett isn't playing. Because, <laughs> because that's his thing is he gets he makes really quick decisions and he gets the ball out of his hands. And there were spots where, like you said, um, they there were opportunities that Howell left out there on the field. And I don't think that Brissett would have missed those. Because now, do, would it have been... Um, would they have won the game? Probably not, but I think no. it could have been closer than um, than it was. And and you know, if it's closer, then we don't take the air out of the ball and run it like we did. And so, I mean, it's game script dependent. So, you know, if we had needed to put up more points, I'm sure we could have put up more points, but. We didn't need to. If Christian had needed to be out there, I'm sure he could have been out there. Uh, so I, I don't put much stock in the, you know, the, the, to the, the, to the, if, I mean, it, it was pro- a two score game is probably the least of what it could have been because yeah. you, we clearly, you know, I, I don't remember exactly when, um when Darnold came in, but I mean, there was a, still a good, chunk of time left um if we had want if we had had to you know put the the pedal to the floor we could have we could have there was probably still more out there for us too um washington had two really good red zone stops where the niners had to settle for field goals and then at the end well not even at the end you know whatever how many four minutes left or whatever the niners went on a fourth and goal and got stopped that they could have kicked if they needed the three, they would have kicked mm-hmm. the three. Uh, they could have easily scored a touchdown there. So yeah, they, they left points on the board for, for the game. And it, it probably was closer to a, you know, 34 or 41 to, to 10 game, but you know, mm-hmm. and give credit to watching this in my, my fear for this game was that Washington has a lot of players who are playing for roster spots in 2024. And you got these hungry guys who want to put impressive tape out there 
so that teams who are looking to add to the back ends of their roster go, oh, yeah, you know, this game where the Niners came into town and they just didn't run through them like Swiss cheese, like who was playing, you know, who was who was out there uh, playing hard. And, you know, those are guys we want. Like that was my fear for this game was that, mm-hmm. you know, they were going to kind of try and make their name for to get on rosters. And sometimes when that happens and if and if you're the other team and you're kind of just trying to play it safe, like you could see injuries happen, you could see you know maybe a mistake here or there that gets taken to the end zone on the other side and there i think there was a little bit of that in the first half but by the second half like i said i think the niners had just wore them wore them down um and and made it you know made it their game they 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 essentially said okay this is this is how we play and, and this is how the game's going to go so that that was the ultimate outcome uh for me and i was looking i was trying to find the um the time of possession, yeah, the time of possession, 38 to 21 or 38 to 22, essentially, for the Niners. Mm-hmm. So in the time of possession. So everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you see a team like the Redskins move off of guys like Young and Sweat, you know, there's two things happening there. Clearly, they're headed towards a rebuild. But also, they've probably, it means, probably means they've got some young guys there who they want to get those reps who are on cheaper contracts, who they want to find out what they've gotten them. And I think they do. Their defensive line looks like they've got some good young players there. So, um, yeah. And, and they, like you said, they, they kept, they, they kept playing hard. They were trying. I mean, again, you, I hate to say anybody quits, but sometimes you can tell when, um, you know, it's a wrap, <laughs> you yeah. know, and teams yeah. are, are just kind of going through the motions. But I never really got that sense with with the commandos. They were um they were trying to win. Um and that, you know, it was good. They gave us they gave us a, a good workout. Now what's gonna be interesting to me is how next week plays out. Yes. Absolutely. So, but before we get there, because that's where I want to go next. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we're we're gonna end the show a little bit earlier than usual because I do have some uh, some plans to go out to dinner with the family, uh, and also take this opportunity to wish everybody uh, a happy new year. In at least for us, uh, in about seven and a half hours. Uh, but for those uh, on the East Coast, less time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and have a safe New Year. You know, I know. You know, if I was single and in my 20s or 30s i'd be trying to figure out where i was going tonight but thankfully i'm married and not in my 20s and 30s so i can chill tonight and be home and be and not have to worry about chasing the night a little bit uh but all if you my, go ahead all of the dialysis texts are you know 20 somethings and it's fun to listen to them talk about where they're going after work they're all kind of trying to head over to the city and get into some trouble, which is, is, you know, like you say, you know, I'm way past those days, but, <laughs> but it was fun to vicariously live oh, through yeah. them. And um, I remember those days fondly. So I was like, you guys, well, yeah, I mean, you, you know, I have, mm-hmm. I have two kids in their uh, early to mid twenties and 
one of them lives in the city and mm -hmm. he could literally walk to the happening spots in his neighborhood so i was like yeah that's gonna be a lot of fun and then you don't have to worry about driving or, or yeah or, mm -hmm. yeah you just walk and and, and chill mm -hmm. and have fun so can you say he's in the north beach area yes yes yeah that's that's pretty cool i i was i i think that's the the district where the um punchline is mm. i believe but yeah that we me and my i just mentioned that me and my brother were over there last week and um like you said there's a lot of little happening bars and restaurants over there in that area um yeah so Hopefully he has a good time. Is he is he going to be kicking it with you guys, or he's doing his own thing? No, I I, I think he's I think they're doing they're they're doing something. I don't know. I'll mm -hmm. I'll, I'll figure it out in later tonight. But oh. yeah, he, I mean, new neighborhood. You gotta you gotta. Test oh that yeah, spot. that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so let's get to MVP because I have one that I'm not sure people are going to choose because my MVP of this game is Elijah Mitchell. And he is somebody who we've talked about on this show, but not necessarily in glowing terms because he's just been so inconsistent for uh, with the injuries. And when he has been in there, he hasn't looked explosive at all. But we had this little subtle secret Christian injury. And, you know, second half of the game, like I said, their defense is tired. And you bring in the guy who's running hard and who's hitting the hole hard. And Elijah Mitchell ends up in this game with uh, 80 yards rushing on 17 carries and a touchdown. He actually out-averaged Christian. Christian was good in, in the half of the game that he played, 14 for 64. Uh, Mitchell had a 15-yard uh, run as his longest and, you know, you, it's not that long ago where Mitchell was the guy. And it was him. And then you see Debo. Debo was three for 35. So over 11, almost 12 yards per carry. So it was kind of like a little bit of a throwback to the offense before Christian got there with what they were doing. But I thought Mitchell was huge because, you know, you lose you lose your your offensive MVP, who is not a quarter unless you want unless you think it's Brock, but you you lose your biggest weapon offensively, and a lot of times the identity of the team kind of goes awry as well. And so they needed Mitchell to come in and just you know plug up you know so, so get, just get some yards, stretch the clock. He did exactly that. He was like a perfect thing to come in and play. And maybe this is why. He is the number two instead of JP because we we look at JP and we go, man, JP runs hard. He's hard to bring down. But I guess Shanahan can count on Mitchell to do the things that he needs him to do. And Mitchell showed the the confidence that's there. He showed why Shanahan is confident in him. Shout out to JP for the big kick return. That was that was a pleasant surprise. I I um yeah I I am. Not really a big fan of having Debo back there, <laughs> but um, you know we kind of have to. But yeah, um, yeah, I I don't have a problem with the Elijah Mitchell. I went BA. Um, yeah, he uh, just, BA BA is another one. Yeah, he just is so so steady. Um, I mean, he's a legitimate number one. If he was on any other team, you know, he is absolutely a double digit target guy weekly on any other roster in 
the league. But it's just we it's an embarrassment of riches here. Again, I just continue, you know, I've said it several times, but it just I, I continue to marvel at the fact that, you know, we can't get George Kittle more targets. I mean, I mean, he is I don't have to tell you guys are 49 fans, so I gotta tell you how great Kittle is. But I mean, mm-hmm. he's like the fourth wheel. But yeah. I mean, that's the situation that you find yourself in with this team. And anytime BA is getting except for that game that we went to where he had that drop or whatever you want to call it. Um <laughs> he um is just Mr. Reliable. So I went with him, but I you really can't go wrong with Elijah Mitchell. It's really good to see him rounding into form because he hasn't been good this year. Yeah. Um and and not any fault of his own. He's just trying to round into shape and he hasn't been, you know, healthy for a lot. But we have seen that when he is healthy, he is a, a very dynamic guy. I don't know if he's a a legitimate, you know, one A, but he's definitely if he's your two, you are in, you know, really good shape. So um it's nice to see him rounding in the form and it's kind of nice to see that Kyle has kind of stuck with him um when he would have been well within his well obviously he has the right to do whatever the hell he wants to <laughs> yeah he would have been um it would have been justified if he had decided to go ahead and start giving JP those reps or some yeah. of those reps um but they've stuck with Mitchell and it and it looks like that um faith in him is is going to be paid off it did it was today and it gives us a nice little one two punch um because uh, I know there are a lot of 49er fans who are you know hand ringing about Christian's usage which I don't I think Kyle has done a great job to keep him right around 20 touches um a game and then obviously maybe that goes up in the in a in a playoff run which I don't have a problem with that either. I don't have a problem. Well, if you want to give Christian the ball however many times, I think when you put the ball in his hands, good things happen. I think and I think the good outweighs any injury risk, which is there on any play. You could, you know, limit him to 10 touches a game and he could get hurt on one of those 10. So, I mean... I, I, I'm just not one who subscribes to like this putting dudes in bubble wrap and stuff. So, um, but yeah, it's nice to have Mitchell look like a, a viable threat um, again. Yeah. I thought, I thought BA was awesome today. You know, he's, he's uh, over 1300 yards receiving for the season, 72 catches. So those are, are really good numbers. Kittle went over a thousand yards today. Debo kind of needs a big game next week, which he probably is not going to get. Cause I don't imagine with the 49ers not really having to play for anything. I don't imagine their starters are going to get a ton of reps, but he needs about 130 yards receiving to get to a thousand. Uh, and, uh, and Brock, I mean, we got to talk about Brock. He broke the 49ers passing yardage record today. Uh, he's over 4,200 yards passing for the season. 
And I know the NFL is a lot different today, but mm-hmm. you know, when Steve Young was thrown, Steve Young was also throwing a lot. So I think this is a, I think this is a, this is a nice record for him now. And he did it in the 16 games. Mm-hmm. He didn't need the 17th game to do it. So I kind of like that as well. So shout out to Brock though. Unfortunately, because of last week, his completion percentage is at 69.4. So uh, I don't know. We'll see if he if he I don't even know if he plays next week, but he may, you know, to get back to that magical 70 number that everyone seems to love. Uh, But uh, yeah, Brock had a a good game, too. He did. He did his thing. And, you know, I. I, I don't know. I, I don't know why I am the way I am, but you know, I'm compelled <laughs> to say, you know, obviously yards are discounted. Um, but yeah, I was, I looked it up in 2000 when Garcia went for 4,000, it was him. It was him, Peyton and somebody else, three players threw for over 4,000 yards. And I don't know what it's going to end up being this year, but last year there were 10. So it's just, the league is just complete yards are, you know, 4,000 yards in 2023's NFL is a lot different than 2000. But I I think it's impressive that he was, you know, whatever you want to call it, he did it in the 16 games. So he didn't even need the 17th game to, um, to get there. So it's, it's impressive in its own right. I just, you know, we, we're not, you know, for those who want to do that, we're not comparing apples to apples in any shape way shape or form with passing yards anymore so i but i but that does not discount what he has done this year at all and it's crazy how um how even with the four picks I mean, he's still right up there at the top of the league and um in fewest picks mm-hmm. um even with the regression so good for him and i i don't i don't know how much stat padding he's going to do next week. Cause like you said, I don't think it would not shock me if Darnold starts. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so I guess maybe we can get into that a little bit of, of how you think um, now here I am hosting a show, how you think <laughs> next week plays out. You could obviously the Rams need that win. Yes. Um, and we, other than to want to beat up on our little brother again, we re- we really, don't or and and or which is something I think we should we can talk about is now that we do have the buy, we're talking about um if you kind of shut everybody down, you're talking about two weeks off, which is a good thing in terms of like rest, but you know, the whole it brings up the whole rest versus rust um argument. Um so where are you at on that? Yeah, uh, you know, I think this is a I think that the interesting thing about this is how like Shanahan seems to love to beat McVeigh probably more so than <laughs> anybody else. And so does he concede this game to McVeigh and there's a rivalry, there's a interdivisional rivalry. Uh, do you want to see the Rams at some point, if if possible? Like you know, the Rams. I, I I don't think the Rams on their best day are beating the Niners on their best day, but the Rams are fighting and they have a Super Bowl quarterback on their roster, so that's something to, to take into consideration. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, though, I I, I misstated. You're right. It's Garcia who had 4,200 
and 78 yards in 2000. His his uh, touchdown to interceptions is almost exactly the same as Brock as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Brock did go over that by two yards today. Uh, but back so back to this thing. I I, I don't remember what happened in um, 19. 90 uh 1989 and 1990 i don't know how george seifert handled this situation when the niners had only lost two games all year and they wrapped up all this stuff i don't remember exactly how george seifert did it in 1994 when they had this thing all wrapped up and were the number one seed Uh, however they did it back then let's do it like that because uh, that 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 would have been some uh some really probably smart a smart way to do it but again with the way that the NFL is today, and you have seven teams making the playoffs on each side, uh, having the the not having to not play the extra game, I think, is really key for the 49ers, really especially is. because it gives Eric Armstead like two more weeks to get better, right? Because he doesn't have to it's play crazy. next week. He's missed four games. It didn't, you know, they were they were missing it on the broadcast. And I, obviously, I know he's been hurt, but I it I don't know why it didn't it didn't register that he had missed that many games. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's a 25%. Of the yeah. It's a chunk of the season. <laughs> I, I think the, uh, the worry, uh, which is, I think is right on is, which is this rust thing. And, and I guess I would go back to how the Niners historically come out of buys with Shanahan at Shanahan at the helm. Um, what, when they went to the Super Bowl in, 2019 did they get the first seed that year as well i believe so i believe and so there and, and, and was there all the, but there wasn't the bye week Mm-mm. yet i don't think Mm-mm. so yeah so there's not really anything that we can compare it to um but i you know the niners had a bye this year and they came out of the bye firing uh, on all cylinders and so. i think we have a you know i don't have it right at hand and i really don't feel like looking it up but i think we do have a pretty good record coming out of the bye so you know it's not that that is you know correlation but it'll be it'll be i think that we definitely can use the rest and i just i do believe that playing that one fewer game is um it's an advantage it just yeah. it just is because especially for a team like ours i think a, i think for any team really but especially for a physical team like us having to play you know high level football for three straight weeks can be a bit of a you know we dish out a lot of punishment but we you know, in dishing out that punishment, we take a lot of punishment. So yeah. it's it'll be good to be able to. And the rosters are so small, which is so stupid with a sixteen game, <laughs> yeah, se- with a seventeen game season. Why we can't have seventy players? You know, other than the fact that you know it's another another five million dollars out of the owners' coffers doesn't make any sense. So it's not like we can shut everybody down some of these dudes are going to have to play um so but it would be nice if you know whoever is the most banged up can um take the week off like definitely dudes like trent and um i wouldn't play cmc um you know you want to stay sharp obviously but you know i wouldn't be prioritizing 
winning this game. I mean, obviously you don't want to throw the game, but um, it's more important to get everybody. And I, I guess the um, the what some people, the argument that some people make is if they're not going to play, that's one thing. But if they're going to practice all week and then only play two or three snaps, that that's kind of counterproductive. I mean, either you're going to play or you're not going to play. Um, so I, you know, that's why Kyle gets paid the big bucks, but yep. I, I don't, I would, I wouldn't play Brock. I wouldn't play CMC. I wouldn't play. Um, well, I'm, again, I say I wouldn't play Trent, but I, again, I don't know what the offensive line situation was because it was a, a mass unit. I know last week and I know Moore's was in concussion protocol. Um, I I did I don't even know if we resigned I think we resigned prior yeah um so I I don't know if you don't play Trent do we have five <laughs> or six offensive linemen who can suit up and play in an NFL game but whoever they can rest and obviously there's no reason to bring Armstead back um you like you said just go ahead and just make it a full six weeks to, yeah to be able to to get as healthy as he can get because I, I've heard it's like a, a, a plantar fasciitis thing. And we talked about that last week, everybody who I know, and they're not athletes. They're like, they work desk jobs, but let's say the only, only way for that to heal is just rest. I mean, it's not, it's just, it just, just takes time for that to, to heal. Um, so imagine, you know, tussling with, you know, 350 pound linemen, um 60 times a game i mean it's got to be pretty difficult for that to to fully heal but um just to get as 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 close to healthy as possible will be good and just to be refreshed because we saw what that looked like when we came back from our bye after um kind of limping into the bye we came out um and ran off six so um yeah it, it and all we'll need is what three <laughs> um, on the other side of our buy this time. So, yeah, I, I think that's going to be it's going to bode well for us moving forward. So the game against the Rams obviously doesn't mean much for us or doesn't mean anything at all for the Rams. It is basically playoff positioning. They are nine and seven. I think they clinched an actual playoff berth today. Okay. So it's between, you know, whatever the spots that, that they can move up or move back. Uh, if you are Dallas, and let's say that Dallas actually takes the number two seed and uh, from Philadelphia, who do you want to play? Do you want to play the Seahawks? Do you want to play the Rams? Uh, is it, it doesn't look, I, I actually can't, I don't know. I, I know the the Saints and the Vikings and all those teams are still in the hunt, but I don't know if you're if you're I don't want to see the Rams. The yeah, Rams that would that would be the thing. Really because good. Y- you know, you talk about the Rams and they could face uh the Lions. They could face the Cowboys if they lose that would the be Niners a next week. Horrible draw for the for the Lions. For the Lions, they, right? Stafford. That would be a horrible draw for them. But I mean, narrative wise, I mean that would be great. The Rams going into Detroit, Matt Stafford going back. 
And um, we've seen it. We've seen it with these old dudes. Um, Flacco is on fire. <laughs> and why can't Joe Flacco get hot for three weeks? We've seen it because we've seen him do it. We saw him get paid based on playing out of his mind for three straight weeks. Um, I, again, Stafford is on fire. Nakua is the real deal. Cup is rounding back into form. And I, it would scare the hell out of me to have to play Aaron Donald for 60 snaps with my playoff life on the line. I just, I just think uh, out of all the teams in the NFC, the Rams are the ones I don't want to see if I'm another team. And we lived it. We beat them 10 straight times, except yeah. that 11th time was <laughs> the most important one. I mean, so. Um, you know you know what's funny, though, is I don't know if you caught any of the Giants and Rams stuff, but Tyrod Taylor is like bringing them down the field and like Stafford and, and McVay look to be a little frustrated. And then the, you know, they expected the kicker to kick like a 56 yard field. Yeah, their, their defense is, I mean, they can be had for sure, but like I, I just say, I mean, those guys, those primetime players, like, you know, Aaron Donald's a hall of famer and yeah. we saw it. He, he, that last drive against us in the NFC championship, he wrecked us. He, he Jimmy, just, Jimmy Jimmy still has nightmares about that. <laughs> he and and that that's what I'm talking about. That in a short space of time, guys like that matter. All they have to do is get hot for 15, 16 plays, and they can. They I don't think the Rams can win the championship, but I think that they can upset the apple cart of somebody who thinks they can. Cause I'm sure, you know, obviously we think that we can win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure Detroit thinks they can get there. Um, I'm sure they all think they can win it, but like legitimately, yeah, they are, they are a real good team. The Cowboys, which I know 49er fans are low to think, but they are a legitimate team. I mean, the road yeah, I mean, they, they're, they're, we are a we are a bad matchup for them, but they yeah. are mm-hmm. a bad but matchup against for everybody. Most other yeah, they yeah. they are really. I know, and I know, Forty Nine er fans really hate to give them credit, but I don't because them or the Eagles is being good teams because I think that it gives us credit for how we handle them mm-hmm. giving them credit is a good team i don't like i just think it's stupid when people say that, oh they're trash that, okay well, so we beat trash, trash. <laughs> that that's dumb i mean you know it, you don't discredit your own performance by discrediting the other team yeah, so yeah. i think the cowboys are a good team like you said they are a horrible matchup we are a horrible matchup for them and i would I would love to see them in the playoffs, yeah. but that doesn't um, take away from the fact that I, I think that they're a good opponent. The only team that I think we're that's a bad matchup for us is Detroit. Mm. Um, their offensive line, um, especially in the interior, especially with Armstead, if he's not 100%, I think they could give us all kinds of trouble. So if we could avoid them until the last possible minute, I would love that. So for me, ideally, they get the two seed 
and they play the Rams, and the Rams knock them out. And then, really, honestly, I guess any given Sunday, the Cowboys could beat us, I guess. But um, on the on our side of the draw, I'm not really concerned about none of the rest of them dudes. I, I, and, and I'm not saying I don't think we could beat Detroit, because I obviously think we can. And, again, them coming here is a big deal. Um, playing them on our place, on turf, I mean, on our field turf, as opposed to their in the dome makes a difference. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't like to get too far ahead, but I really like our chances. And again, I understand any given Sunday, but um, I think, I think this could, you know, be our year. And then when I look on the other side, step Baltimore team is that's really for me, to me, that's really the only team that, um, and they, they are a legitimate concern, obviously, but, um, yeah, I, I got a real good feeling about this year for us. I'm, I'm, I'm really optimistic. All right, let's end it there. I hope everyone has a a great evening tonight, uh, and and a great day, January first tomorrow. And Rod, now we'll be back. We don't even know. Do we even know what time Rams they, Niners are uh, yet? I I don't I don't know. They they were supposed to be announcing the schedule today i heard i don't you know for week 18 but i haven't seen anything i'm yet. guessing it's got to be one o'clock it's a west coast game more than likely yeah. it's got to be one o'clock so but we'll be back after that game and uh and wrap up the regular season and uh thanks to everybody oh my old my old buddy todd popped in the chat uh he he, he used to work with me at, at next door he's on to better things uh, uh, i believe for him uh, I, he also has an LL Cool J avatar photo in his handle <laughs> that I stole and used in other places. Uh, so shout out, Todd. Thanks thanks for jumping in at the end there. So, uh, Rod, I want to wish you a happy new year as well. And, happy new year, uh, sir. A, a 2020, a 2024 of of great health and, and of us continuing to do this podcast and of the Niners continuing to uh, play some good football and you know, we'll see. February and, February could be a good month. Let's see. And you do the same. I am, again, I've said it several times, and I can't say it enough, how blessed and honored I am that you picked me to do this with you, and I have enjoyed the ride. It was great seeing you um, at the game, um, and we should do that more often. And, yep. again, more um, onward and upward in 2024. All right. Also, Shelvin, the third man in the booth. Yes, yes. Shelvin, have a great new year. Everyone else listening on the podcast and on the video pod on YouTube. uh, Be safe out there, you guys. We'll see you all next week. For Rod, I am Double G. See you when we see you. Peace out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.